Hey, all you construction champions out there, I'm Ron Nussbaum, your host of Construction Champions Podcast, and I'm super excited today. We have another stellar guest. I know you're probably getting tired of hearing that, but I just can't believe the fire that we're bringing with our guests. So I have Jake on here today. Me and Jake just recently met each other out in Phoenix at MenaceCon. What a great event. If you don't know about what the Menace boys are doing out in the Phoenix area, Go look them up today. And that that is the honest truth. So, Jake, it is great to have you here today. Thank you, Ron. So I'm, I'm excited to be here and looking forward to, to chatting with you today. Awesome. So Jake's absolutely curing it in construction. And when I heard his story at MenaceCon, I couldn't help but go up to him and invite him to be on the show because I know he's got stuff that's going to resonate with all listeners out there. And I'm super excited for it today, just like I said. So, Jake, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What are you doing? Where you come from? And just the nitty gritty on Jake. Awesome. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, so my name is Jake Moss. Uh, I live in, in Queen Creek, Arizona, so in the Phoenix, Phoenix Valley. I've been in construction for my whole life. You know, I started out as uh, as the little gopher boy on my dad's construction sites and, you know, trash, cleanup, you name it. That's, that's, that's what I did. Um, and as I got older, my teen years, I was in HVAC construction, worked on a lot of large school projects and a lot of um, different, you know, projects in that atmosphere. And then at 23, I built a 12,000 square foot school edition by myself with no prior knowledge from the ground up construction. Uh, the following year, built a 50,000 square foot school in, in 120 days. That's kind of my my ode to joy. That was a, a fun, fun project. You know, we started in April and we were done uh, right in time for school to start. And um, I built some field houses for a charter school as well. I know super state of the art collegiate style locker rooms. Um, and now in, in 2019, I went out and started my own company. I, I focus on both commercial and residential projects, and I look for the unique projects that people tend to turn away. That people are like, "Hey, no, this isn't this isn't quite my my niche, isn't it?" I've learned to say yes, because if you say yes, then I think that is where you will continue to grow. Um, so as I've been doing that for the last three or four years, you know, we've had our ups and downs, um, like any company, but you know, come back stronger, and we come back on on top, and. Um, that's a little bit about me. I've commercial commercial space getting into the residential. I just finished up two custom homes in in Queen Creek, about four thousand square foot each, and um, you know just living living the dream and and, and <laughs> loving helping people. You know, yeah, that that's awesome. So that you said something very unique there that we don't hear too often in the construction industry is that you've decided to take on the unique projects to just say yes. What I get what was kind of the reason for that? What what made you have a passion to do that stuff? Um there's a lot of satisfaction in doing something that someone else cannot do or chooses not to. And mm. that's what I've found in in um in what I've done and you know, I had a mentor tell me once, he's like, just say yes, say yes more and you will see what happens to your life. It's amazing. And, you know, as I said, yes, I, it, it's brought in me opportunities to work on some really unique projects to, um, to learn from a lot of different people and, and to ultimately make money. 
um, because there's a lot of money on the table when when people say no or or they turn down these unique projects um, just because I'm the guy that's willing to do it and I'll figure it out. That's mm. so that's that's kind of what what took me there was this is a niche and this is a void that I can fill. Um, and that's essentially why I started my company back in 2019 was I started out as a drywall subcontractor mm. um, as, as was working on these schools. And I was, I was doing all this. We always had issues with drywall in the commercial space. Um, and so, you know, I was like, I'm going to fix that. I made enough contacts and, and I went out and I, I decided to be the person that did it right. And that's just slowly evolved into saying yes to, you know, even if it's a small project, I'll say yes, because even the small guy, even the person who might be struggling, but needs something redone, needs a contractor on their side. They need someone that can help them fulfill their dreams and or needs in, in that space. That's amazing. So yeah, being, being able to do the unique, right. I like that because yeah. a lot of times that's where problems end up happening. It's not not in the grand scale of projects, but when you get down into that unique stuff and the, the fact that you're focusing on that and have made that the heart of your business and made a decision that you're going to be able to just do it right is that's amazing. That speaks to why you're having so much success doing what you're doing and you're, you're just rocking and rolling out there. So Jake, I'm going to ask you the million dollar question here. And okay. that is what makes a construction champion and what does it take to be one in 2023? You know, Ron, I think kind of tying to what I just said um, to be a construction champion, it, it, it's kind of twofold. You need to to say yes. Like I just said, because you never know what opportunities are going to allow you to grow. But you also need to have parameters as to what you'll say yes for. Because it's not just saying yes and taking on every little project. It's saying yes to, to have an, an ends to it. Um, and I think being a construction champion is showing up every day. Showing up for your clients and being the person who you who you tell them that you are. Um you know, and I think as, as as more people try to focus on on saying yes, not only for for work, but for opportunities to connect, opportunities to to collaborate with other contractors and other people in the space, that is what truly makes a champion. Um, and that's what I see. And I, you know, I think you and I briefly spoke about this at Menace Con, and um, too many people these days are are mine, mine, mine. You know, and and those aren't the real those aren't the real champions. Those are the guys that'll that'll be gone or they're the ones that give the contractors, you know, hey, I had my contractor friend do this and he he, he walked off and, you know, that's not a real champion. They're just in it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I love to to help other people. Um, and I think that's what it all comes down to. If I can't do something, I know I have a contact that can totally do it for for someone else. And I think that's what it means to be a champion is to say yes and look for opportunities to to grow and collaborate with other people in the industry to create a a more eco eco friendly ecosystem of of contractors and and change the way that that the industry is viewed. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I 
what what you're saying that that's awesome and the the yes and the yes to collaboration like your your first part kind of runs into the second because we're we're unwilling to say yes to that collaboration uh jake why do you think that is why do you think there's such this stigma of mind 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 throughout the entire industry you know, I think in, in the past, construction has had its ups and downs. You know, we all know 2008. We all know, hey, the housing market, the last 2020, it's 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 ebbs and flows. And so I think people, you know, this is going to get deep, but I think people are oftentimes so insecure in who they are and they're worried about external forces that they don't want to share because they themselves are are having turmoil in their life. They themselves are having having issues that they are are working through, and so they're holding on to the one thing that they know to be true, and that's what they know in construction that they maybe learned for generations, or mm. and they think it's some family secret, some family, you know, whatever it may be. But in reality, I think a lot of people hide and hold on to that selfishness because they're unsure of who they are. I like in, in that. The, in the construction industry, I, that's I think that's that would be the biggest reason. Yeah, I like that. So you're you're one of the young guns out there getting it done. Are you are you seeing a shift in this? Is this something that is you know the old status quo that's getting broken down, or do you think this is something that we really need to work on as an industry to other? I think we really need to work on it. Um, I think there's 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 programs and there's groups and there's things that are trying to make a difference and and there are some some changes. There are some changing of the tides and the colors, as you will. Because I don't remember the exact factor, but I think in the next ten to twelve years, like sixty percent of the construction force will be retired. Mm -hmm. um, and so I need to find that exact stat. But I think if we don't do something now. If we don't continue to collaborate, if we don't continue to to work with each other, then there's going to be a huge opening. There's going to be a huge gap that needs to be filled because the senior, you know, the senior contractors, the people who've been in it for a long time, they're getting tired. They're they're getting tired of of beating the nail, you know, grinding day after day, and you know, and I think as as I see more more of my peers and more people my age, there, it's a little more open book, a little more, more talk shop, a little bit more, um, which I think we just need to continue on doing. Yeah, I don't see, I'm a big component of just having those open conversations. And, but, you know, I, I had found myself in the path, in, in the past, in an environment where everything was just secretive, like everything we did as we continued to grow and scale, it was like, don't talk to anybody about this. This is how we do yep. it. This is like, and to me, like I had to break out of that. Like that was uncomfortable. Like that's just not who Ron is. Ron yeah. wants to be out there collaborating, having these conversations, not keeping it a secret. And that's why I, I, I moved from being in the industry to supporting the industry because I truly, I couldn't have the impact that I wanted just out there day to day doing working in the field like that just didn't didn't get the end mission and that's why i'm here having conversations with people like you uh every week because i truly think if we open up that book and we open up that dialogue it doesn't hurt each other there's enough business out there i mean if you get one percent 
of the business in Phoenix, you're probably going to have more work than you've ever thought you could do. Oh, but exactly. You, but we look at it like, oh man, they might go steal a job. Or it, but we look at it so competitively other than how can we help each other move it forward? And with what I do is when I talk to people and I'm talking about having collaborative conversations, at the end of the day, I want to help the contractors, the builders, like in my mind is what can I do to make their life better? So their customers' lives better. And I think if contractors and builders started coming together and understanding, like, what can we do to make each other's lives better? Because that's going to create a better life for the customers, which creates a better image of the industry. And as a whole, I mean, I know you feel the pain on this is we're one of the only industries that allows that 3% of bad eggs to control the narrative for the entire industry. And I think that's BS. Like we shouldn't I, I allow that. Yep. No, and I, and I think there's a lot of things that there's a lot of pride in construction. Um, I remember one of the, when I was working for the company I was at, we were building a, a custom home. It was the first custom home that we got into. And there was a guy that, you know, he was friendly with us and he was a, a general contractor, built a lot of custom homes. Like he's the expert when it comes to custom homes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I messaged him a few times that, Hey, who, who do you recommend for, for this trade? Because all of ours were commercial specific. And I remember my boss at the time was like, Hey, hey don't, don't ask too much because it, it makes us look bad. And, and, and I, I, I didn't get it. I was like, really? I mean, if, if anyone really cared, they would sure here, this is my sub. He's awesome. You know, give him a call. If he can take care of you, he can take care of you. You know, and I think it's just there's pride, you know, people, like I said before, people are insecure. People have pride and, and they know what works for them. And, and like I said, they don't want to become part of that 3% or maybe the the 10% that is new and, and wanting to grow because it's they're they're humiliated by it, you know. If you're an older person in, in the in the construction industry, it's you should know it. It's just that that you know expectation. Oh, you know, you've been in construction for this long. You should know. You should know how to do this, and and that that's bullcrap. That's 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 not true. It's we're always learning. We're always trying to grow, and we're always trying to gain experience from other people. Um, you know, and and it's it's sad that there's the bunch that that give construction a bad rep, but. I think that's just, we got to fight harder to change that. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to back up to something that you said there about uh, about the reaching out for help to who the, like you found the best person in the area at doing what you were doing and reached out to him and was asking questions. And that was looked upon that that would make you look bad. Like that, to, yep. that to me is, that's, backwards thinking like to me that is you couldn't have done a better way to go about that like you found the person and then asked them for advice like but in the industry that's like yo you oh jake you're looking weak because you're asking but actually you're strong because you're asking because you want to make sure you're doing the right thing and getting the right people and not messing it up for the entire industry like that, yeah. that's amazing. So what was the thought process that got you to making those original phone calls or reaching out, sending the message? Cause I know we have a lot of listeners that are probably wanting to do that. 
but I was scared to pick up the phone because exactly what you were told is like, that's what it would be looked like. So how did you go about making that connection? It was, I had two options. It was keep calling all these contractors, you know, calling all my commercial guys. Hey, can you do this for us? Can you do this for us? And, and it was no, 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 we don't do residential. We don't do that. And so I was like, you know what? This is dumb. I mean, I'm on, I'm on a timeline. Let me call another builder and just say, hey, who do you use for this trade? I'm I'm missing a trade. Can you help me out? Who's your best residential, you know, fire sprinkler guy or whatever it was? And because at the end of the day, it was on me to get it done. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I can sit here and bang my head against the wall and and expect results, but you know, that's the definition of insanity. And so I I, I went out and was like, I'm gonna do something about it because I didn't know. You know, I could Google, hey, give me subcontractors, but why? When we have a cell phone in our pockets that give us access to a network of people and who usually are willing to help, mm-hmm. usually. Um, and so I think it's just, you know, you can keep banging your head against the wall every day, all day, but in the end, what what's what's one phone call hurt? You know, I, I've one phone call, one decision. It's, it's, it's so simple. And I think that that's just what it was for me. It was like, I I need to get this done. I'm going to get, you know, chastised. If I don't do it, I'm going to get, you know, Hey, I need this done. I need this done. Well, where are we at? I'm trying to get it done, but you don't want me to ask for help. So it was just kind of a, you know, I was, I was in a, in a, between two hard places. So I just found my way forward and moved out, moved on. Yeah, I love that. And making the just making the decision that you were going to do the right thing for everybody involved. Because that was the right thing to do is to make that call to to figure it out instead of beating your head against the wall, because that doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't do anything for your employees and subs. And it definitely doesn't do anything for the customer at the end of the day. And when you're building a company like you're building, you know, that reputation of getting it done and figuring it out, especially when you're working on the unique is everything. Yeah, exactly. So Jake, what, what do you think you're, you're highly successful very quickly in construction here? What, what do you think are the things that you have done that have positioned you to be able to go do what you're doing? Like what, what do you contribute that success to? Um, You know, I would definitely say knowing, knowing where I lack. Um, And I think that's something that I still struggle with in, um, you know, certain aspects of my business, certain aspects of, of the industry, but just truly, okay, what am I good at and what do I lack in? And, and I think, you know, I found, what I'm good at. And that is what has made me, made me success has made me, has gotten me to the point where I'm at today is I leaned into my strengths, but also strengthened my weaknesses. You know, I know that I take double the amount of time to get something done that I should. And I, I plan for that. So then that way I'm not beating myself up. I'm not, I'm not mad that, Hey, this, I was supposed to have this done in an hour. I plan two hours. So then I tell somebody, hey, I have it done. Here it is, because I know that it takes me longer. So I've leaned into my strengths, which have allowed me to, to produce more. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, it goes back, it goes back to saying yes. You know, I've been been blessed with a lot of opportunities to 
to take on some big projects because of connections that I've had, because mm -hmm. of connections that I made while I was working in the, in the industry as a superintendent, as a project manager, because people knew who I was. And that's something I, I kept my word. I kept promises to people and, and I held up my end of the deal. So that way people would know, hey, Jake is going to get it done. And I think that's that's been the biggest thing is just being who I say I'm going to be and owning the weaknesses that I have and not letting them trans, you know, leak into um, my day-to-day -day operations. I love that because that's, that's something that's actionable that we can all go do. It's I, you know, I talk a lot about looking in the mirror and having these hard conversations with ourselves. It sounds like you had a few of those that have yeah. led you to understand exactly what you're good at and what you need to get better at. And that, that's really where that magic starts to happen. What What is one piece of advice you would give somebody that's trying to transition from just doing that regular thing to going and being a champion and being a leader within the construction industry like yourself? What What would they be that piece of advice you would give them? Um. I think this is a couple parts. I think number one would be to figure out why you're doing it. Um, you know, why are you in the construction industry first and foremost? Um, you know, I, I had this realization just after MenaceCon um, a week and a half ago was that I like construction. I'm good at it. I, I, I'm good at what I do, but it wasn't fulfilling me. A hundred percent. And so those are the things that I, I, I look deep in myself and I was like, Hey, what do I need to do? And, and now, then now that I realize, okay, Hey, this is my avenue to create change for people, to create income, to create opportunities for me and my family. Now I want to also kind of like you, you're supporting the construction industry. Mm -hmm. I want to create groups. I want to create movements of people that can, that can grow as well. And I think that is the way that someone can can transition to being a champion is to figure out why you're in the industry in the first place. You know, I ended up in the industry truthfully because it's all I knew. You know, my my grandpa was in construction, my dad was in construction. It was just, it was, it was everything. It was, it was a way to make money. And and there's nothing wrong with that. But I also think that if you're if you're hating your job and hating what you do. You'll never be able to make a champion, but because it's probably something internal. It's probably something that that you're struggling with internally that is keeping you from making that that change and bridging the gap. So that's that's my my number one would be to look inside and figure out why you're in the industry. And number two would be just to act, to act and to do more and to put yourself out there, set up, you know, meetups, set up local meetups, do different things to to spark that fire that you will if you want to really become a champion if you want to be someone in that construction space to to do that um because if you don't hey that's okay but if you mm -hmm. do find your reason why and then go attack and say yes and get it done that, that is amazingly said there jake it has been absolutely amazing having you on the show today. So if people wanted to come find you, get involved with what you're thinking the future looks like for Jake in the construction industry, or say they're in the, your area and they want you to come build a house for them, what's the best ways for them to find you? 
Uh, best way to contact me, you can either, you can call me. Uh, my cell phone number is 602-529-0493. Or you can look me up on, on Instagram at Jake Moss, the builder. And my company is M2 Industries. And my website's m2industriesaz.com. Awesome, Jake. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today. So are you construction champions out there? Jake, was it here fan cat fantastic guest today? Yeah, I can hear you guys applauding. So in the show notes, I'm going to have Jake's bio along with those links. Reach out to him. This is a young man that is out to do amazing things in the construction industry. And I know the future is very bright and we're going to be seeing great things come from him in the future. And hey, construction champions, until next time.